Hey love, welcome to episode 19 of the Brown Love Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to come to our corner of the internet. We truly appreciate it. Today's episode is our take on financial literacy, entrepreneurship. Really, we just want to take you guys along the journey of what we live, eat, and sleep these days, which is entrepreneurship and being smart about our finances. And we are hoping, wanting to bring you guys along our journey. I don't know what what part of the journey you are currently in, but I feel like no matter what part of the journey you're in, there might be a takeaway or two from this episode that you might enjoy. So do us a favor. Let us know on Instagram at Brown Love Podcast. Under this episode, was there anything that you learned from this episode about your finances? Or more importantly, was there anything in this episode that motivated you a little bit? I think that's the main goal. I feel like a lot of the things that we talk about in this episode is nothing new, nothing that you might not have heard before. But sometimes it just takes the way someone says something differently that helps it click a little more for you. So if we can be any type of help in that to get everyone on board of living their best, happy, financially free life, <laughs> we're going to partake in that. And so that was the goal for this episode. We hope you guys enjoy. As always, please subscribe to our podcast rate us give us a review we do really 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 want to know what you guys are feeling about our podcast so far so let us know give us a review follow us on instagram at brown love podcast all of the good juicy stuff and let's get into the episode Welcome to the Brown Love Podcast. Hey, babe. Hey. How are you? Good. How you doing? Are you always good? Yep. <laughs> um, okay. Well, no, not always. I remember an episode where I wasn't so good. Oh, there was a episode. Um, yep. <laughs> You're always good. I'm alive and breathing. That's all it takes, huh? And I'm happy. Got my family. I'm good. That's good. Yeah, I'm um I'm not really there. I'm not having fun. You ever been <laughs> you ever been on a camping trip? Mm-hmm. That's like a vacation camping mm-hmm. trip and then you like over that shit. Like it's just <laughs> been too long. You know what I mean? I've been like, on a vacation like that, yeah. Of it, you've been on a vacation that you was ready to just go home already. Yeah, 
a lot of our vacations to DR for like a month and some change. Mm-hmm. I I miss home now. Now I'm ready to go. I yeah. Go. Mm. I don't think I've had a vacation that I was ready to go. Like even when we have vacations, that you know something crazy happened or whatever. I feel like I haven't felt that way, but I feel that way now. <laughs> I feel like I'm over it. I'm over country life. It's not for me. Fair enough. I don't think it's I don't for think me. that's true. Because it's useless for you. Yeah, but also it's hard to say because you know, we didn't deal with everything that came with that lifestyle. Like that bear thing. Mm-hmm. That would be a if problem for me regularly. if I had to deal with that all the time. Like, yeah. I don't know how much I really <laughs> considered that stuff. You know? Yeah. It's not for me. Country life is not for me. You know? I'm just... I'm not, you know, feeling it. <laughs> Yeah. But we're good, so I guess that's great. No, that's not great. Yeah. Happy, <laughs> hubby, happy. Okay. Wubby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's episode, however, is my take on steps to become an entrepreneur mm-hmm. that we kind of took and just like getting financially fit because I feel like initially when I was thinking about this I was thinking like you know well I'm not financially where I want to be you mm-hmm. know so should I even make an episode like this and then I realized well a a lot of people were requesting episodes like this and mm-hmm. most of these people know the situation so um that was one thing but then the other thing was that there's people in every state exactly. and you want it sometimes it's nice to hear things from somebody who might be closer to your stage mm-hmm. because they took that first step already and that's the first step you want to get to mm-hmm. it's just like even if i was to get pregnant you mm-hmm. know how i loved all the research right so when you get pregnant it's not like I didn't watch people who are also pregnant as well, but they might be a little further along than me. Mm-hmm. I love that. They were still new to this whole thing too, but they were able to tell me the steps that they just went through, the stuff mm-hmm. that they just, so it's a good perspective still. And, um, so yeah, we're definitely not experts and we're not, um, you know, even we're just babies in entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and, you know, learning about money. Yeah, so I just kind of wanted to share what we kind of did in our process. I broke it down into three sections. And so the first thing that I thought was important for us, we had to get our minds right. Yep. So there's a lot of conditioning that I would say I had, probably you had as well um, in general about life I feel like it's just it's all about life how Mm -hmm. you handle your life how you go about life 
and all of that. And it's a lot of conditioning that I have had to and still am having to do. And I think so that was the most important part that got us to where we first started was our mindset change because um, we always was for sure me I feel like you too but I was there was it was always a plan for me to be an entrepreneur like I always looked at that as that was the goal like I just didn't know what I wanted to do to be an entrepreneur and also um I thought of it though as let me I thought of it as like that's a next step mm-hmm. like I did not I you didn't for you right I thought of it as a the next step so my plan was always to like be a flight attendant just because I really it was such an easy cool job and um like the flight benefits was it for me you know like the reason why I got into being a flight center was because we love to travel it really was that like you're not supposed to say that Mm -hmm. but it really was that and um so that my thinking was since it was a cool job um and I really enjoyed the benefits then I was gonna finish out my 30 no I was gonna finish out I was gonna retire as a flight attendant Mm -hmm. but during my 20s was gonna be just me kind of chilling being a flight attendant and then my 30s was gonna be me starting towards like whatever it was that I wanted to do in the entrepreneur realm and so that being a flight attendant could be like a part-time job Mm -hmm. and then that was just gonna be part-time until I retired because to me it was just like like yeah it's easy you know especially the more seniority you get you can like pretty much not even work but you get to keep those benefits Mm -hmm. so that was kind of like my thinking but um I would say to me where I failed with that was um you know I could have just been doing all of the stuff that I wanted to do while doing that like there was nothing wrong with me I guess in my mind, I always have to like, just like do one thing at a time, but mm-hmm. I also could have just done both and be really smart with our money and did both. So or were you still trying to figure out what exactly? No, I was, but like I said, that was not going to be yet. I wasn't trying mm. to focus on it to do it now. Mm-hmm. It was like in a couple of years, like in my thirties, that I'll focus on being an entrepreneur. But I'm saying my twenties, I could have been doing the entrepreneur thing and working a job and being smart about my money, and you know I would have had much better results. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was my thinking on it. But I just think it's really important to start with your mindset because the reason why I say I had a lot of conditioning that I had to get rid of was because like nobody really kind of told me about you know living way below your means and I think that's like super important 
if you're going to work a job, I mean, regardless, whatever you're going to do, living below your means, but like what that really means, like I feel like a lot of people don't know what living below your means is. You know what I mean? Like if you get an apartment, let's say, they tell you that the rent has to be, you have to make at least three times the rent. Mm -hmm. What? That is nowhere, like really that's nothing you know what i mean like that's not so if you're doing that you're still not living below your means Mm -hmm. like if you did exactly three times the rent you're still not living below your means yeah like if you could afford to pay a third of your money goes to your rent uh Mm uh-huh like no that's just so wrong because you have so many other living expenses as well so like just the basic things i feel like are just a setup because that is like when you think of that you go to try to rent an apartment for the first time you're 18 years old and they tell you oh you gotta make three times your rent you're gonna think then that's just a good blueprint of like how much you know what i mean if no one's teaching you Mm -hmm. what the truth is it's not just about rent it's about all of your expenses all of that needs to be at least 50% of your income. Because let's just do the math. I mean, let's just say you're making 50000 a year, you know, um, so monthly you actually bring in about 3000 give or take. And so with that method, a third of that is about 1000 and actually, I feel like when you're renting, they actually don't take and consider taxes. They tell you a third, three times the rent before taxes. So it's actually less than that. But let's just say, you know, you're making 3000 a month after taxes, a third of that is a thousand dollars so that with that theory a third of your monthly income for rent should be if you're making fifty thousand based off of that a third of your in a third of your income per month would be a thousand dollars so that theory says that you can spend a thousand dollars on rent first of all in most cities that gets you that alone doesn't get you much but in some cities it it could work you can get a decent you know little one bedroom but with that theory you can't save much how much are you really saving because you're not taking in consideration your car note your insurance your water bill light bill food All of these expenses technically should be at least 50% of your income. So if you're making $3,000 a month and you're spending $1,000 on rent, you only have $500 more left for expenses. So that means your car note, your light bill, your phone bill, your credit card bills, all of those things should equal to $500 a month. I don't know many people who has a car car note, all of those expenses equaling 500. That's when you start going over your actual budget. 
And so that alone just shows you that 50000 a year isn't going to cut it unless you are living way below. So there's going to have to be some sacrifice in this instance, right? So let's say you're making 50000 You can't have it all. If you're like me, you wanted it all. You wanted the car. You wanted the house in the neighborhood. You wanted all of the subscription services, the coffee, the eating out. Like we literally do it all and that is going to keep you in the hole and you don't have much so if you do that yeah you're living that life and that's fine you're enjoying that moment but what if something happens to where you no longer have that job anymore or what if you just don't like your job and so you are literally putting yourself in a position where you have to be in this job forever in order to keep up with this lifestyle because now you're in a trap it's just not a good space to be in to have to absolutely depend on anything to live a healthy happy life right so I don't care if it's the job if it's the business venture It doesn't matter what it is. You don't ever want something to lock you into being forced to do whatever it is that you're doing because anything could happen. You know, I could sell this product and be an entrepreneur, put all my eggs in this basket and then something collapses. For some reason, no one needs this product anymore. No one wants this product. And so if that is all the eggs that I've put in that basket, now what do I do? If I haven't had a good savings, if I don't have a good backup plan, then now I'm screwed. It's the same thing with a job. If you put all your eggs in this basket, working this job, what happens if they go under? What happens if when COVID hit, you know, uh, so many people lost their jobs, so many people lost their income. And I think that is, that was the moment when a lot of us started to see the importance to having more than one stream of income. And not just having one more than one stream of income, also having a good budget plan, living well below your means so that you just don't have to stress. You know, life does not have to be stressful. And at the end of the day, this country was built on the consumer. It works today because of the consumer And it is designed for everyone to be the consumer, to be in the rat race, working their butts off so that the 1% can sell to us and keep us in the rat race. If we're always buying, then we are literally working to finance the one percent lifestyle i think a part of you is like no my standards gotta remain the way they are so that's my goal to like work hard or be able to attain that 
Mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't know the other way. Like, it's not that your standards are different. Where I think is where you're kind of strong. It's like, your standards could still be like, this is what you like and this is what you want. But sometimes you got to live below those standards to get there. Mm-hmm. What I mean by get your mind right, I just feel like you might have to be, you might have to do some reconditioning. Because I feel like the culture that they have put on us, and please believe, they have put this on us. You know, it's it's everywhere. You're being sold to everywhere, regardless if it's on your phone, online, on Instagram, on Facebook, driving down the street, listening to the radio, listening to a song, everywhere you're being sold some type of idea some even the memes that I love so much you know there's so many memes out there that's like um you know yeah when that direct deposit hits and you know we go out we're balling and then three days later now we broke and it's it's like said in a laughing matter And I'd really love to know who initially puts out these memes. Is it someone who, you know, is just living this lifestyle and is thinking like, yo, this is life and this is funny. This is just crazy how it is. Or is it the 1% that's actually selling to you to make you feel like this is an okay lifestyle? We all do it. It's it's funny. It's it's just how it is. It is what it is. We all do it. No. That's not how it should be. They are making you feel like this is the way it is, you know, am the the funny memes, Amazon got all my money. Yeah, they really do have all of our money, and it's not funny. <laughs> because and I am preaching to myself. This is not Uh, me looking down on anyone else because I go through the same thing it's a constant reconditioning my mind telling myself I don't need this I want it I don't need it and what I need more is you know instead of financing this fake put together lifestyle No, let's finance the real lifestyle, the real lifestyle that's going to say, I actually can't afford this. You know, there's a a saying that if you can't buy something three times, then you shouldn't get it. There's another one that says, if you put something in your cart and a week later, forget about it. You put something in your cart, don't purchase it, and a week later, you've forgotten about it. You didn't really want it. And, you know, a lot of, when you get on the selling side, you see a lot of things is geared towards the impulse purchase, and it's just all geared towards taking our money, making us work our butts off for our money, and then taking our money from us. And thinking about that, really letting that resonate with you will start to get you real upset (laughs) because you'll see the trap for what it is 
And then that alone will take your, twist your mind from, but I like all this stuff because I like my lifestyle because I like, you know, looking nice, smelling nice, feeling nice. I like all of that. And so what's wrong with it? What's wrong with, I like to eat the things that I eat, eat out every day. You know, I like all of that. It will change it from that to seeing, no, this is actually a trap. They make me feel like I like this stuff, that I need this stuff so that they can continue to profit off of me. At the end of the day, a lot of us don't know what we can afford. And if we're being honest, um, go ahead, go Dave Ramsey's. No, go Dave Ramsey's now. It might not be anything. Mm. <laughs> you know, like it's wild when you think about it. A fifty, sixty thousand dollars salary, salary alone, can't really like the way it should be. You can't really afford like to eat out. Yeah, you're not supposed to really be able to afford like coffees and you know much of anything that's in your face all day every day and yeah it is in your face all the time but yeah none of this stuff is really things that we technically should be able to afford if we're only making 50 60 70,000 because the thing about it is most of this if you're trying to become an entrepreneur and you're working a nine-to-five you need to be saving. So the way I see it, there's two ways you could go about it. You could save, save, save to get yourself out of debt. If you're in debt, if you're not in debt, then you're just only saving enough for you to survive off of for however long you decide. So it could be six months to a year, you know, so you add up all of your expenses that you actually use. And that's like, you know, living expenses and any extras like all of that needs to be added up and then um for six months or a year because if you're gonna quit your job like you need to have some type of cushion right or you can do the route of just not quitting your job and just grinding um so doing your nine to five and then whatever after, it is you're aspiring work, to do, you're grinding, grinding, grinding until that blows up and you feel comfortable enough to quit your job that way. Um, but either way it goes, you need some money under your belt because then if you're going to work the nine to five, then now you need to still be saving like crazy because your all of your money is going to go to your ventures Mm -hmm. your entrepreneurial ventures so it's just with that being said you yeah we you can't really afford much and so the way you think about money just has to completely change consuming a lot of information is key and dave ramsey was a big one for us and um you you listen to the ebook or the um book rich dad poor dad mm-hmm. would you recommend that one yeah i would but that's to get not your really mind right yeah i would you definitely that definitely helps another thing that really kind of like uh changed helped change my mindset like 
kind of get me to where I'm at. It's also minimalism. And that documentary mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Because it just really opens your eyes as to capitalism. And to, yeah. and to what this is all about. And how you are programmed to be a consumer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, how, that will help. That yes, will help when you see that this is all a big setup mm-hmm. to keep you in the hole. And it's not going to be perfect, but because we have, it's still being thrown in our faces all the time. And it's still something that we've had almost 30 years of conditioning to believe. So it still takes time to fully get there. But it will help you kind of change, redirect your mind into seeing like, but this is actually all a setup mm-hmm. just to keep you in the hole while the 1% keeps climbing, you know? Mm-hmm. When you see it that way, then it becomes less about I like the way I look in certain things or feel in certain doing certain things and it's more about how can I become the predator, not the prey. Cuz once you talk like that, it sounds like so what are you so Prey or predator? Yeah, I mean, it's really real, and it, it will hurt your feelings. But it's real. But it's the truth. It's the truth, and this is what, you know, it's like, it's not it's not really our fault. It's only our fault if once we learn the information and we keep going mm-hmm. with the same behavior. If we don't learn anything from this information that has really, with social media and media in general... It's being thrown in our faces how much we are being marketed to and being, like, put down, pushed Mm -hmm. down, you know? And it's not, like, a race thing. This is literally, like, a classism thing because it's not just us, you know? This is not just, like, black and brown people. So I think it's smart to, like, if you do want to start thinking about entrepreneurship like full-time being a full-time entrepreneur or just this doesn't even have to be being an entrepreneur just like trying to change your life because I'm also over the fact that like now it's like you you have to be an entrepreneur or what are you doing with your life Mm -hmm. like no that is not it at all it's more about creating a life that you want to live so are you happy in your job if not then you don't have to be doing that Mm -hmm. and so whatever it is and when you start to get to think because like that was my thing it was like no I wasn't happy in my job but then it starts to be like but there's no other job that I would be happy in you know like there's none of the things that I want to do and then when we had Amara oh my god it was like and now I can't even like leave my child so it's like definitely not so that's why entrepreneurship like full-on full-time entrepreneurship was like the answer for us but this is not to say that you have to be an entrepreneur or that that is like the route to go but If you feel like you're not financially where you want to be or you're not happy in the career choice that you've chosen, um, then I think the first step to get out of wherever you are is to consume 
the right information. So for us, it was a lot of Dave Ramsey. It was the minimalist was for you. The badass of making money was really good. And then subtle art of not giving a fuck was really great. Um, and yeah, so that was the one thing that I've really taken away from all of this is when you want to do something, whatever it is you want to do, consume that like fully. Because mm-hmm. like when we wanted to get into Amazon selling on Amazon, we like consumed ourselves with just like watching everything, listen to everything about Amazon selling. And um, when it's something about, obviously you're obtaining the information, but it's also something about when, like whatever you decide to focus on, it is your reality. And then it puts you in that space. And then it's like, well, there's nothing else. There's no other option. Like this is it. And it makes you feel so good about whatever like direction or journey that you've chosen. Like, in my next venture, that is what I'm consuming now. So, it's like, everything I'm doing is, like, towards that venture. It keeps that in my mind. It makes me motivated to keep pushing further. Um, Oh, the one we like now, Earn Your Leisure podcast, is a great podcast. They talk about money. They talk about different ways to make money. Um, But initially, I feel like before you start on the ways to make money and stuff, it's about changing the mindset first. Thinking about why you really want to make a change. Thinking about how you're going to make that change. And really getting yourself like a good foundation of this new mindset that you're going to have because this if you go the I feel like whichever route you go but especially if you go the entrepreneur route or anytime you're making a change it's it's hard right so you go the entrepreneur route it's so hard so many bumps are going to come along the way and so if you don't have a good strong foundation of why you're doing this then you can easily get wavered and so that's why I that like before you even start thinking about making money, all of that, learn about this government and this country and like what is happening to us, why we want to buy so much, all about capitalism, why we don't own much, why we don't own anything, why we aren't taught about money and the the real facts of life and just while all this stuff is kept from us like really think about um just the concept of if you have to physically work to like live and survive then you'll be working until the day you die what if something happens to you when you're 30 and you can't work anymore physically but yeah so I think it's very important to have a strong mindset of why you want to make a change and that way it will be harder for you to waver when things do get tough while you're making a change so get your mind right is number one even the music I was consuming like I liked um 
listening to things that kind of like is a reminder like yo this is the how how things are how the world is it's like you're gonna be in that part in that rat race or you getting out Mm-hmm. It was a whole bunch of stuff like that. Like, a lot of music from Logic is like that. Yeah, um, I think that's really what's important is, like, all of the things you're consuming, right? The mm-hmm. things you're listening to, the things you're watching, and even, like, the places that you go. Even the people that you surround yourself with is super important. I mean, if you're always around people who are always buying things, always being the consumer, doesn't talk about entrepreneurship, that's not a thing to them, or doesn't talk about, you know, being good with their finances, then it's hard for you to stick to that. Because I feel like humans in general, most of us, we're pretty impressionable as much as we try not to be or don't think that we are. Even the strongest mindset is pretty impressionable. And even when you don't think it is. So you're always around your best friend who is a consumer, loves all of the new things, likes the new stuff on the street, (laughs) the new electronics, the new whatever it is, it's easy for you to start to feel like, dang, I kind of do want that too. Dang, that does look good, you know? And then you can easily start to doubt yourself when it's much easier to be around people that are like-minded as you and are also minimalist if that's where you're you're headed you know that are also financially fit or financially fit in the way that you are as well you know someone who is kind of like on the same realm as you or even better ahead and are more closer to where you want to be it's it's it's, it makes it much easier for you because then it's like we're all in, in the same thing. We're all doing the same thing. This is the way of life. This is what we're doing. And, and this works for us. And it keeps it it keeps your head level and keeps your eyes on the prize of where you're really trying to get to versus if you're always struggling, always having to, you know, ignore all of the things your best friend is getting all the time. And, you know, stick to it's it's easier. It's harder to stick to your guns if you're surrounding people who are on the opposing side. That's why I always say these emails, these companies getting your emails, these apps they having you download. All of that is like being fed to us in different ways. If you go by the blueprint they've given you. Nine times out of 10, once you retire, you still can't afford to live. So what do you do? And now you're up in age and you might not be able to work. So these are all companies trying to get you. Yeah, you're being sold to every minute of the day. Yeah, and then when you get into this side of it, And you start to see how, you know, companies will buy your company, you know, if everything is in place, but you get even more money if you have an email list that you can sell to them. And the email list is literally customers' emails. 
that is that is very valuable to a company. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Just my email. So that just tells you, you know, even if you feel like you get these emails and it's not that big of a deal, it is. Yeah, it is. literally, slowly, it's mm-hmm. getting in your mind. It's like... it. All it takes is to plant a seed, mm-hmm. you know? You might see that email and you're like, okay, whatever, you know what I mean? But the seed was planted. Then all of a sudden, 30 minutes later, hmm... All of a sudden, I want whatever, you know, mm-hmm. something similar to that. Or, you know, it just keeps on going. It's it's wild. And so, yeah, getting your mind right. Um, listen to the appropriate music. Podcast. Mine was podcast. Video. I just podcast it out. Mark Cuban said that all he does. Is consume, consume new information. New information. He's always reading the ebook. He's always like just constantly consuming new information about everything in the world. This is a billionaire, mm-hmm. you know, and old billionaire. Like he's he's getting up in age. Mm-hmm. Like you would think. No, he's still going. So that just goes to show you if like a billionaire is still consuming information. What the heck are we doing? You know. But that's like he's not consuming the stuff on HBO Max mm-hmm. and Netflix and all of that nine times out of ten. He's consuming information that's really putting something good into him, you know. For his businesses. Well, yeah, his businesses and just like just having that knowledge is so smart because you don't know what can come up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It can take just him knowing a simple fact about this that he integrates that into a conversation with this person and then boom like now they just started this whole <laughs> new idea like that's just how stuff works you oh, know yeah, yeah. so we gotta stay um we gotta get our mind right first and um be what, ex- whatever you choose to whatever route you choose to go just immerse yourself in that information mm-hmm. about that in all facets what was you gonna say no same exactly yeah um and then once you feel like you have your mind set and strong i think that's when you can start your savings plan because that's the biggest thing you know nine times or your investment ten, plan you might already have a savings start getting a real plan together for your venture i like the concept of 50 percent of your living expenses 50 percent of your income goes towards your living expenses and so that is everything though you know like utilities mortgage rent um car Gas, like anything you need to survive, food, all of that is 50%. And then 30%, depending on, and this is what's interesting too. I feel like depending on how, um, how hard you want to go for your savings, you know, Mm -hmm. they say 30% for your wants and 20% for your savings but you can switch that around if you wanted to go harder for your want for your savings you know to get there quicker 
um and wants is stuff like going out to eat and um you know coffee or just like the extra stuff Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a good place to start if you just are not knowing how to save you know what i mean and some people might have to get themselves out of a hole you know so if you want to start with that savings plan until you get yourself out of debt and then once you get yourself out of debt then go into that savings is now for you to have a nest egg or you know something for six months to a year that you can live off of mm-hmm. I agree 100% Dave Ramsey I feel like I like to take a little bit from different people cause then like Dave Ramsey <laughs> is not about credit mm-hmm. but I I feel like credit is okay as long as it's smart like you literally only use it for your advantage not you know as extra money or whatever but like definitely if you only are using it for what it's what it's supposed to be used for or i guess what it won't get you in trouble yeah exactly um but yeah like i like to take a little bit from different gurus i guess Mm -hmm. so i think a good place to start would be to go ahead and do the dreaded thing that we never want to do <laughs> which is write down all of your expenses and start putting together a plan where if you nine times out of ten though that's the thing all of your needs are not gonna fit into that 50 percent at first and so that's when you start making those tough decisions that's the hard one yeah <laughs> you gotta be done which is hence is the reason why we decided to do tiny living because now the rent portion is taken care of you know what i mean so like that makes our living expenses that much more inexpensive mm-hmm. um but but it ain't easy, huh, man? No, it's not. No, it's not. Initially, it was cool because I um wanted to do tiny living. Like, I didn't just want to do it for the rent aspect, like, mm-hmm. and a good lifestyle anyway. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just love it. Like, I watched all of the, the HGTV tiny house shows, and I thought it was cool and super doable. Yeah, it is hard, and it's going to be so many things that come up. But that's why I say, like, the whole mindset thing is super important because um, without it, it's easier for you to give up. I think it's really important to learn all that you can about stocks because they really make you feel like it's so complicated and it's so much to learn and that it's um like you gambling with your money and it's really not like that at all you know um 
like the Wolf of Wall Street. Made you look at it that way. Stocks? No, how you look at stocks, kind of. No. Or how you look at money? Well, that one scene definitely was um, the scene with Matthew McConaughey and... um, Leonardo? Leonardo. Yo, you mad disrespectful. How you don't know Leonardo? That That scene was... It told it all because it was like when he was saying, you know, money, the stocks, like all of this is just fugazi, fugazi, you know. Money is, it's it's real. It's just as, and stocks is just as real as money. How about we put it like that? Because not that it's not real. It's fugazi, fugazi. It's, it touches millions of hands. It moves around. It's just a piece of paper. It's just, is it's, it's crap. But most of it is not even a piece of paper. It's a number on a screen. There you go. And so, you know, you put your money in the bank and they're investing and making money off of your money. So it's not really even there at the end of the day, you know. And most rich people are not cash rich. Exactly. And that's all important just because you can't be too scared to... Invest your money. Yeah. And, like, move around. Move it around. Mm -hmm. Stocks is actually really important. And they don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that because, I mean, we see that with the whole GameStop situation. (laughs) And knowing how They they just make things so confusing and so... That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We see how we see why they don't that, that we see it even strongly how much they don't want you to know mm. and don't want you to take part in it. Just to recap, our tips if you're starting to learn about financial literacy or become an entrepreneur or both would be to start by getting your mind right, immersing yourself in all the information that you need to make this change get your money right start with your savings plan and either use your nine to five to finance your entrepreneurship goals or if you want to keep your nine to five and you're happy with your job then live well below your means save like crazy and then invest your savings whether that be in real estate or stock market I suggest both because I think ultimately the goal should be to live comfortably and whatever that means to you you decide that Um, but also thinking about the future and what if everything failed today do you have something to go to to live off of if for some reason you couldn't work couldn't find work another pandemic hit and you can't do what you're normally used to doing um also too you know a 401k is great and all but again it's still just one option And you always want to diversify and have multiple options. 
to have a good amount of income that you can actually live off of and be comfortable. It's just not a good feeling to know that if something happened where you can't provide for you or your family today, then you should have a luck. It's just not a good feeling. And there's nothing wrong with working a nine to five. And um, no matter what, how much money you make from that, if you were really smart about your money, you could make it work and have a good situation set up for yourself and then keep your mind right by always staying up on on your venture on whatever it is that you are trying to thrive in yeah because you know mark cuban the billionaire is constantly reading ebooks and constantly immersing himself with information I think everyone on every level should as well. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, we chose entrepreneurship. And we chose to completely change our mindset on financial literacy and just really change our lifestyle as a whole. But... That doesn't mean that that's the only way. And I'm not trying to send the message that it's all about being an entrepreneur or anyone who isn't an entrepreneur is less than. Like, I kind of feel like that's the vibe sometimes on social media. It's like, if you don't have a business, if you're not running a business right now, then what are you doing? And that is not the vibe on this podcast at all. You know, this is just the route that we chose. But at the end of the day, I think what is universal is that everyone should be more on our finances. Um, and that doesn't matter that even if you're happy where you are in life, I think that we all can, as black and brown people can just pay more attention to our finances. And if you already are on it with your finances, that's amazing. If you feel like you have a good nest egg, you know, if anything were to happen to you and you can't physically work and you'll be good, that's so freaking amazing. And that's just where we're trying to be. And that's just our goal. And for anybody who is also working on that goal, this is just the little, this is the way that we started to get our mind set in the right direction. And I also feel like, you know, we have, we are in this culture where we're like pushing real estate so hard to like buy a home just like the average consumer buy a home like it's the thing now and it's amazing because it's such an amazing asset but at the same time I personally feel like it's more important to make that to make sure that's an asset versus being a liability a liability Mm -hmm. because you know We all want what we want and like what we like, but at the end of the day, you don't want to be having to work so hard to afford this home 
that you're working for the home instead of this home, which is supposed to be an asset, be working for you. And so I just think like it's really smart. If you're going to buy your first home, let it be a duplex or, you know, rent out the other rooms so that you are making money off of this and you're not now in the hole because they paint the picture that it's all about real estate. It's all about real estate, which in a sense it really is. But it has to be done smart. It's not about getting the home that you can barely afford. Like that's not doing anything for you in the long run. It's about either getting something that you can quickly pay off because it's so, the mortgage is so low and you know, you doubling up on that mortgage and so you can quickly pay it off or, you know, having rentals, having it be a rental where, you know, someone's helping you pay that mortgage so you can quit. Like the goal is to make that an asset and not for you to be struggling your whole life or 30 years of your life to afford this so-called asset. How you feel about that? Ditto, ownership. Ownership in assets. the right way. Good assets. That work for you, not against you. Like, I don't... I would have to... I don't know. I can't say never, but I just really don't have any interest in having another car that has a car note. I agree. It. I'm 100% with you. I think it's such a scam. It is. If you can, again, if I can't afford can, it exactly. outright, then I can't afford it. You cannot afford That's it. That's how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And I think the only thing that I would go into debt for would be a home, but it would be a home that, you know, I'm renting out and someone else is paying that mortgage, not me. Because I'm just not trying to die or get old and still be in this rat race, you know? It's so sad the way this country does us we are working our butts off our whole life only to be able to only afford to keep working your butt off until you can't and then what you know mm -hmm. so that's just my little spiel yeah let's get our mindsets there let's stay there let's Save yeah, and let's best. motivate each other because, like I keep saying, we are babies at this. We are brand new, <laughs> spanking new entrepreneurs, just sharing what we've been learning so far. But we are very much at the very, very beginning of this journey. And so, baby no sharks. way baby sharks. <laughs> baby sharks can do damage, though. Hell yeah. <laughs> so... But no, we really are, and um, we're not trying to be experts at all. We just kind of are in the zone of come with us, like join us on this road to financial freedom, happiness, maybe entrepreneurship if that's your thing. But whatever it is, we just want everybody to come along the journey of happiness, honestly, with us. And a part of happiness for us is is financial freedom yeah let's do it and financial freedom doesn't mean 
rich. It doesn't mean rich at all. It really doesn't. It just means that our children and we are in a good space and we can help others and we can keep that knowledge going and that's And we can spend our time how we want to spend it. That was the biggest one for me is instead of... You know, we're working all day, essentially, but we get to spend that time with each other. So, you know, it's a catch-20 because it's like we don't get always get quality, quality time. But it's no different than if I was to be going out and get doing a job where I don't even spend, I don't get quality time during the day either. And then when I get home, I'm so exhausted, I don't want quality time either. So it's like... Um, you know, choose your heart type situation. Mm-hmm. This heart definitely works for us. <laughs> mhm. So, would you say it's joke time? Joke in order. Let's hear that joke. Let's do it. Three sons left home, went out of the, went out on their own, and prospered. Years later. They get back together to discuss the gifts they were able to give their elderly mother for her 90th birthday. The first said, I built a big house for our mother. The second said, I sent her a Mercedes with a driver. Third smiled and said, I've got you both beat. You know how mom enjoys the Bible and you know she can't see very well? I sent her a brown parrot that can recite the entire Bible. It took 20 monks in a monastery 12 years to teach him. I had to pledge to contribute $100,000 a year for 10 years, but it was worth it. Mom just has to name the chapter and verse and the parrot will recite it. Soon thereafter, mom sent out her letters of thanks. Milton, she wrote the first son, the house you built is so huge. I live in only one room, but I have to clean the whole house. Marvin, she wrote to the other, I am too old to travel. I stay home all the time, so I never use the Mercedes. And the driver is so rude. Dearest Melvin, she wrote to her third son, you you were the only son to have the good sense to know what your mother likes. That chicken was delicious. (laughs) But how, wait, 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 wait. How'd she eat the parrot? She thought he gave her a chicken. So she killed the chicken and ate it. Yo, mom's is wild. And he spent, he got to spend 100000 yeah, a year for 10 years. 12. No, 10. The thing had... Oh, it took 12. Yeah. But he spent 10 years paying. Mm-hmm. Is a joke really funny if you have to explain it? thank you guys so much for listening we will see you next time see ya bye love you love you cutie